Many people are waking up to the fact that our world is going in a terribly wrong direction. These are not normal times. The humiliating and disgraceful manner in which the United States and its allies pulled out of Afghanistan is more evidence that the American empire is in a steep decline and the fallout from this disaster will have long-lasting consequences. In addition, we see record-setting heat and drought in much of North America, Australia, and many other parts of the world. We see internal instability in nation after nation. Old alliances are collapsing and new ones forming. And all the while, these problems are being accompanied by the greatest shift in moral values we've ever seen. The biblical prophet Jeremiah recorded a message for this time, and it especially pertains to modern-day British-descended and American peoples. Do you know what that message is? You need to know, because what Jeremiah predicted is happening right before our eyes. And sadly, it is only going to get worse before it gets better. Yet Jeremiah did have good news along with the bad. But to understand Jeremiah's message, we must first identify the American and the British descended peoples in the pages of the Bible. It may come as a shock, but they are mentioned prominently only by another name. To supplement today's program, I'll be offering our free study guide, The United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. So stay tuned as I'll be giving you Jeremiah's message to the United States and the British descended peoples. Welcome to Tomorrow's World, where we bring you the prophecies of the Bible and the good news of the coming return of Jesus Christ. His return is the best news ever, because if he does not return, no flesh would be saved alive. So said Jesus. He speaks of a time like no other in human history in his Olivet Prophecy found in Matthew, the 24th chapter, beginning in verse 21. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. The biblical prophet Jeremiah also speaks of this same unprecedented time in his message for us and we would do well to understand it. Few people understand the true identity of the British-descended and American peoples, but that understanding is critical to understanding Jeremiah's message. We've explained here many times at Tomorrow's World and in our free literature and magazine that the British-descended and American peoples can be identified in the pages of the Bible. And to help you understand who we are, we're offering you our free study guide, The United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. Most people assume that when the Bible speaks of Israel, it refers to the Jews alone. But the Jews are only the smallest portion of Israel. The man named Jacob had 12 sons. One was named Judah, and he is the father of the Jews. But what about the other sons? Did they simply disappear or become absorbed into the Jewish nation? At the end of his life, Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, predicted what would happen to all 12 of his sons at the end of the age. Notice it in Genesis, the 49th chapter, and beginning in verse 1. And Jacob called his sons and said, 
Gather together that I may tell you what shall befall you in the last days. Yes, in the last days, that is the time setting for these prophecies. He begins with his firstborn, Reuben, who had a specific moral shortcoming that would affect his descendants all the way to the time of the end. Gather together and hear, you sons of Jacob, and listen to Israel your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Unstable as water, you shall not excel, because you went up to your father's bed, then you defiled it. He went up to my couch. For more reasons than I have time to go into on this short program, we understand Reuben to be modern-day France, where we see a rich culture and excellency and dignity and power, but a nation that has been loose morally and never reached its great potential. Here's what Jacob predicted for the Jews at the end of the age. Notice that he is a military power that should not be aroused and that it would be through the Jews that the Messiah would come, first with the coming of Jesus, but also at the end of the age. Begin in Genesis 49 and verse 8. Judah, you are he whom your brothers shall praise. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down, he lies down as a lion, and as a lion, who shall rouse him? The scepter, that is rulership, shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh, that is the Messiah, comes. And to him shall be the obedience of the people. Now here is a prophecy for Judah's brother Joseph. He is seen as jealously hated by many, but made strong by the God of Jacob. He is fruitful and spreads out across the earth and is no insignificant player on the world scene. Whoever Joseph is, he is around at the time of Christ's return. Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a well. His branches run over the wall. The archers have bitterly grieved him, shot at him and hated him but his bow remained in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. By the God of your father who will help you, and by the Almighty who will bless you with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lies beneath, blessings of the breast and of the womb. The blessings of your father have excelled the blessings of my ancestors, up to the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. We have another prophecy of Joseph which elaborates on the great mineral and agricultural wealth possessed by these people, as well as their great military power. Turn to Deuteronomy 33 and beginning in verse 13. And of Joseph he said, Blessed of the Lord is his land, with the precious things of heaven, with the dew and the deep lying beneath with the precious fruits of the sun, with the precious produce of the months, with the best things of the ancient mountains, with the precious things of the everlasting hills, with the precious things of the earth and its fullness, and the favor of him who dwelt in the bush. Let the blessing come on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him who was separate from his brothers. His glory is like a firstborn bull, and his horns like the horns of the wild ox, 
Together with them he shall push the peoples to the ends of the earth. Now this hardly describes the tiny nation called Israel at the eastern end of the Mediterranean Sea. Consider who was it that pushed his enemies to the ends of the earth in World War II? Jeremiah has a message for the sons of Joseph. His message is not limited to Joseph, but includes all 12 sons of Jacob. But Joseph and Judah are the most prominent of Jacob's sons at the end of the age. We'll look at Jeremiah's message in a moment, but I want to offer you one of the most important resources you can ever read. It makes sense of our world and brings to life Bible prophecy. The United States and Great Britain in prophecy is a must read. You cannot understand what is happening in our world without this knowledge. And best of all, this resource, the United States and Great Britain in prophecy is free for the asking. No one will hit you up for a donation. So order your copy today. And when I return, I'll show you Jeremiah's message for America and the British descended peoples. For today's free offer, call 1-800-236-0531. Or go to TWTV.org slash prophecy. This clear and straightforward resource will help you understand this vital truth straight from the pages of the Bible. If you're calling for the first time, you will also receive a free annual subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, 10 inspiring issues discussing news, science, and modern culture will help you make sense of your world from a biblical perspective. Call today and join millions around the world who are turning to tomorrow's world for truth, prophecy, and hope in these confusing times. Call now or go to TWTV.org prophecy. On today's Tomorrow's World program, I'm going to reveal the prophet Jeremiah's message to the British descended and American peoples. So far we've seen how Jacob's sons are in existence at Christ's return. There's a great wealth of knowledge from the Bible and history that identifies these modern nations. Genesis 49 shows that all 12 of Jacob's sons will be players on the world stage at the end of the age. And today I'm offering you one of the most eye-opening study guides we have ever published which identifies the descendants of Joseph, the United States and Great Britain in prophecy. So what is Jeremiah's message for the 12 tribes of Israel at the end of the age? But let me preface this with a personal note. I grew up in a patriotic military family and I love the United States. I love England where I lived back in the 1950s as well as more recently. I spent over 13 years of my life in Canada and also hold Canadian citizenship. I love Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa, countries where I have visited. These are beautiful countries, but most of all, I love the people in them. So I take no pleasure in saying this, but simply stated, Jeremiah's message to these countries is, unless you change directions, you are going to be overthrown militarily and go into captivity. Now I know that is difficult to believe, but look at our nations. Open your eyes and see that Britain is no longer great and America is an empire in rapid decline. 
Here's God's word to Jeremiah as found in chapter 30 of his book, beginning in verse 1. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Thus speaks the Lord God of Israel, saying, Write in a book for yourself all the words that I have spoken to you. For behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will bring back from captivity my people Israel and Judah, says the Lord. And I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it. Here God describes both Israel and Judah in a state of captivity from which God will bring them back. Notice again in the next verse how he delineates both Israel and Judah and describes a time of great stress. Now these are the words that the Lord spoke concerning Israel and Judah. For thus says the Lord, We have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Ask now and see whether a man is ever in labor with child. So why do I see every man with his hands on his loins like a woman in labor, and all faces turned pale? We now come to the crux of the matter in verse 7. God, through the prophet Jeremiah, speaks of the great tribulation, a time of trouble such as the world has never known but he calls it specifically the time of Jacob's trouble. Alas, for that day is great so that none is like it, and it is the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Yes, there never has been nor ever will be a time such as this. This is the same time that Jesus spoke of where all flesh could be destroyed. It is the time of Jacob's or Israel's trouble. The Jews are included, but the so-called ten lost tribes of Israel are as well. As we saw earlier, all twelve tribes are described as separate nations at the end of the age. They are hardly lost or absorbed into Judah or other nations. But there is good news amidst the bad. Notice the end of verse 7. But he, that is Jacob, shall be saved out of it. That is this terrible time of trouble. As the passage continues in verse 8, we see that Jacob's descendants shall be freed from enslavement. For it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from your neck and will burst your bonds. Foreigners shall no more enslave them. Jeremiah's message involves the greatest time of trouble the world has ever seen or ever will see. As I mentioned before, the main thrust of his message is for the nations of Israel and of Judah. You can only understand Jeremiah's message if you understand who these people are. Who are Jacob's end-time descendants? Clearly the scriptures show that they are far more than the Jewish nation called Israel at the eastern end of the Mediterranean Sea. That is why we are offering you our eye-opening resource, the United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. What God predicts through the writings of his prophet Jeremiah will affect your life, and you can take it, as they say, to the bank. I take no pleasure in saying this, but America is going down, and the remainder of the Anglosphere with it. But why? When I come back, I'll explain why God is bringing disaster on these nations. So don't go away, as this short 15-second break will give you the opportunity to take down our contact information to receive your free copy of the United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. This clear and straightforward resource will help you understand this vital truth straight from the pages of the Bible. 
Call now or go to TWTV.org prophecy. Before that short break, I told you that America is going down. Our empire is coming to a rapid end, and it will happen much more quickly than you might imagine. The world will rejoice at first, but all nations will suffer as a result. I know this sounds impossible, but this work has been predicting the downfall of America and Britain for decades, and what seemed unthinkable 30 years ago no longer looks so unthinkable. Many scholars see the handwriting on the wall of an empire in rapid decline. But why will this disaster come upon us? Jeremiah was specifically in his day warning the Jews, but prophecy is dual, and we see that his prophecies also pertain to the northern ten tribes, a nation that went into captivity nearly 100 years prior to Jeremiah's prophecies. Here are a few of the sins for which he corrected his people. Jeremiah 5, beginning in verse 7. When I had fed them to the full, then they committed adultery and assembled themselves by troops in the harlots' houses. They were like well-fed, lusty stallions. Everyone neighed after his neighbor's wife. Shall I not punish them for these things, says the Lord? And shall I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? Now notice that Jeremiah includes the house of Israel, that is the northern ten tribes, along with the house of Judah, that is, the Jews. Notice also how they cannot accept the inevitable. Verses 11 and 12. For the house of Israel and the house of Judah have dealt very treacherously with me, says the Lord. They have lied about the Lord and said, It is not he, neither will evil come upon us, nor shall we see sword or famine. Open your eyes. Consider the humiliating manner in which America pulled out of Afghanistan. Look how the entire western United States and Canada are suffering severe drought conditions. Earlier this year, the town of Lytton, British Columbia, recorded an astonishing temperature of 121.3 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 49.6 Celsius. Look at the alternating droughts and floods afflicting Australia in recent years. How often we hear the term of biblical proportions and unprecedented. Consider the disastrous deep freeze that hit Texas earlier this year. Consider the cyber war that is going on constantly and sometimes comes onto our radar screens when the gas pumps shut down or our meat supply is threatened. God warns of famine, of disaster upon disaster, and through his prophet Jeremiah that we will be militarily defeated and go into captivity. Begin in Jeremiah, the fifth chapter, once again, in verse 15. Behold, I will bring a nation against you from afar, O house of Israel, says the Lord. It is a mighty nation. It is an ancient nation, a nation whose language you do not know, nor can you understand what they say. And they shall eat up your harvest and your bread, which your sons and daughters should eat. They shall eat up your flocks and your herds. They shall eat up your vines and your fig trees. They shall destroy your fortified cities in which you trust with the sword. But Jeremiah always comes back to a bit of good news, as seen in verse 18. Nevertheless, in those days, says the Lord, I will not make a complete end of you. Just as the people of Jeremiah's day refused to see their sins, 
So we too fail to recognize the obvious. And it will be when you say, why does the Lord our God do all these things to us? Then you shall answer them. Just as you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your land, so you shall serve aliens in a land that is not yours. One of the greatest sins condemned by Jeremiah is deciding for ourselves right from wrong instead of trusting God. Jeremiah 16 and verse 12. And you have done worse than your fathers. For behold, each one follows the dictates of his own evil heart, so that no one listens to me. How many today listen to God? No, my friends, we reject the clear teachings of God as revealed in the Holy Scriptures. The duality of these prophecies comes clear in verse 20 of Jeremiah 5. The northern ten tribes of Israel had gone into captivity approximately 100 years earlier. Yet Jeremiah is told to address his message to them as well as to the Jews. Declare this in the house of Jacob and proclaim it in Judah. But what is that message that Jeremiah was to declare to the house of Jacob and the house of Judah at the time of the end? Remember that much of prophecy is dual. It has an early fulfillment, but also has a latter-day fulfillment referred to as the time of Jacob's trouble. Our people today are condemned as those were in Jeremiah's day for not perceiving why these things would happen to us. Jeremiah 5, beginning in verse 21. Hear this now, O foolish people, without understanding, who have eyes and see not, and who have ears and hear not. Do you not fear me, says the Lord? But this people has a defiant and rebellious heart. They have revolted and departed. They do not say in their heart, let us now fear the Lord our God, who gives rain, both the former and the latter, in its season. He reserves for us the appointed weeks of the harvest. Your iniquities have turned these things away, and your sins have withheld good from you. Then after listing sins of cruelty and oppression, God asks a rhetorical question in verse 29. Shall I not punish them for these things, says the Lord? Shall I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? Furthermore, he shows how our people love to be fed lies by the very people who should be telling them the truth. Again, Jeremiah 5, verses 30 and 31. An astonishing and horrible thing has been committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule by their own power. And notice this, and my people love to have it so. But what will you do in the end? Many see that the United States is in a steep decline as they can read the handwriting on the wall. If what I'm saying today is true, and you can prove it for yourself from the pages of your Bible, our world is in for a world of hurt. The time of Jacob's trouble is coming upon us, and you need to know from the Bible the identity of Jacob, and that is why we are offering you this free resource the United States and Great Britain in prophecy. It can be yours absolutely free of charge. So what do you have to lose? Order it and read it for yourself, checking the scriptural references. And if the phone lines are busy, wait five minutes and call back. You can also order this free booklet on our website at twtv.org prophecy. You'll be happy you did. And when I come back, we'll focus on the good news of Jeremiah's message.
For today's free offer, call 1-800-236-0531 or go to TWTV.org prophecy. This clear and straightforward resource will help you understand this vital truth straight from the pages of the Bible. If you're calling for the first time, you will also receive a free annual subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, 10 inspiring issues discussing news, science, and modern culture will help you make sense of your world from a biblical perspective. Call today and join millions around the world who are turning to tomorrow's world for truth, prophecy, and hope in these confusing times. Call now or go to twtv.org prophecy. Welcome back. Today we have been discussing the biblical prophet Jeremiah's message for the United States and the British descended peoples. Jeremiah was not popular among the elites and among the common man of his day, and neither will we be for proclaiming his message. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary explains the reputation the prophet Jeremiah has even to this day. Nowadays, English speakers use Jeremiah for a pessimistic person and Jeremiah for the way these Jeremiahs, that is, pessimistic persons, carry on. But not all of Jeremiah's message was pessimistic. In fact, he was very optimistic about the final outcome of things. After calling the end time a time of trouble beyond anything the world has ever seen or will ever see again, he finishes by saying, but he shall be saved out of it. Again, God speaking through Jeremiah declares that the disaster does not have to come. Read it in Jeremiah the 18th chapter and verses 7 and 8. The instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom, to pluck up, to pull down, and to destroy it, if that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it. And he offers hope to the man who puts his trust in him, who repents and turns to God with his whole heart. Notice it in the previous chapter, chapter 17, and verses 7 and 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Jeremiah's message is a warning to turn from our evil ways. But if we don't, sorrow and heartache such as the world has never seen is on the way. Will Americans, Canadians, Britons, Australians, New Zealanders, and South Africans, and others turn from the dictates of our evil hearts? The evidence is not encouraging as we descend further into behaviors condemned in the Bible. When these things come upon us, remember where you heard it, right here on Tomorrow's World. In the meantime, be sure to come back next week and every week when Richard Ames, Wallace Smith, Rod McNair, and I will again bring you the warnings from God along with the good news of the return of Jesus Christ to save us from ourselves and to set up a glorious kingdom of peace and prosperity for all. And don't forget to order today's free literature, The United States and Great Britain and Prophecy. 
See you next time. For today's free offer, call 1-800-236-0531. Or go to TWTV.org slash prophecy. Call today and join millions around the world who are turning to tomorrow's world for truth, prophecy, and hope in these confusing times. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.